So here's a question from a recent post in the Hope Writers Facebook community. The whole question is, only because I'm in this phase right now, but I'm moving from book idea to basic outline. How do you capture and organize the millions of thoughts running through your head? And when do you start thinking about formatting the proposal amidst the chaos? And then someone else said, this. And someone else said, good one. And someone else said, yes, I think I've believed that I did not have a book idea only because I've lacked direction and how to go from scattered ideas to formatting coherent thoughts about it. Great question. I mean, you've got so many ideas. How do you keep track of them and organize them and know what to do next with them? That's this episode. Welcome to the Hope Writer Podcast. This is episode seven of season three, how to capture and organize all your awesome writing ideas. And you can have a million ideas, right? What do you do with them? Where do you keep them? How do you know if there's anything there? Well, there's no one right way. And in this episode, you'll hear three very different ways or systems for keeping track of your ideas and seeing what you've got. You'll see how Michaelin wrote her next book before she wrote it. Yep. How to write using 3x5 note cards, or using a folded up 8x11 piece of copy paper, or writing while you walk. You'll see how important it is to have a system that works for you, all in this episode that's going to help you come up with your own system. The Hope Writer Podcast is brought to you by Hope Writers, an online membership community for writers dedicated to writing meaningful words without sacrificing your meaningful life. We mentor, teach, and encourage writers of hope to help you maintain balance, share your work, develop your craft, and get help with the ins and outs of book publishing. Inside the Hope Writer Facebook group, you can make great writer friends who understand all those doubts and questions you have. It's the next best thing to having your own personal writing mentor. And every Tuesday, members get a live, informal conversation with an expert on writing or publishing or the writing life. And this next Tuesday teacher is Claire Diaz-Ortiz. She's the author of Hope Runs and Twitter for Good. She's a social media expert who knows how to be business-minded and get things done, all while raising small kids. Sound good? Well, she's talking about balancing time and writing and family this coming Tuesday, October 17th, inside Hope Riders. It's only for Hope Rider members. But you can join Claire inside Hope Riders by joining Hope Riders for one week for a dollar. Just visit HopeWriters.com slash trial, and you'll have access to everything inside Hope Writers for one week for just $1. Visit HopeWriters.com slash trial. Your hosts on the podcast and at Hope Writers are sisters and authors Emily P. Freeman and Michael and Smith, marketing and tech guru Brian Dixon. He also writes books. I'm Gary Moreland, Michael and Emily's dad. My first book was out this past summer. In the previous episode of the Hope Writer podcast, how do you write consistently in the middle of the unpredictability and responsibilities of your everyday life? There's a discipline to being a writer, isn't there? And it doesn't just happen. You have to plan it and make it happen. So let's learn that basic discipline of writing, The Writing Day. That's episode six of season three, How to Plan Your Perfect Writing Day, the previous episode of the Hope Writer Podcast. This episode, how to capture and organize your awesome writing ideas. A writer is someone who pays attention and takes notes and learns and thinks and grows as a lifestyle. So how do you take those notes and keep them and organize them? And how do you know if it's a book or whatever? Well, Emily starts off talking with Michael. Okay, okay, so with your, you have a book coming out in one year from uh-huh. now, basically. Yeah. But by the time you started working on it as a book, you had been working on it really for a long time before that. 
but didn't Low realize commitment. it. Yes. But didn't think of it no as a book. No commitment working on. Mm-hmm. So what was the transition from you knowing that this is going to be a book or not? Well, I started capturing ideas. How'd you do that? <laughs> I, for me, I always carry this teeny tiny little clipboard. It's like so cute that teeny I got a yard sale. It's really cute. It's, it holds a five by seven note card perfectly. So I stick that in my purse and I carry it everywhere with a stack of blank note cards. I know we have a hot debate about blank note cards or lined note cards. Yeah, I only use lined note cards. Me too. Okay, I like them blank. Anyway, blank or lined. So anytime, any idea that strikes you and that cannot be just, you know, you can't define that. You, can't you just know when it happens. Right. Okay. Is this for all the time or is this just when you know you have some idea that you're thinking of? But like no, it's all yeah, the time. All the time. Like okay. when it's with me at all times. Okay. So when something comes, listening to the radio, having a conversation, watching a movie, anything, I will write one idea per card and that's it. It's all one my idea job per is. card. One, only one idea per card. If you're quoting someone... Dear Lord, by all means, write where you got the quote down because you will hate yourself later if you, you don't. You will 100% and hate yourself it. later. That's it. That's the only commitment is like all. And so it wasn't like this is for my next book or this. I just knew like I need to write that down and I have no idea and why. you don't even know why. Right? I don't know how it fits. I don't know how it's related to the thing I wrote down five minutes ago or five weeks ago. You just write it down. Question. Why don't you use like your notes app on your iPhone? Because... Once I wrote enough stuff down where I had like a four inch stack of note cards, of note cards, this was two years, a couple years, two or three years after my book came out, (laughs) then I, I felt like I had, I felt like I was ready for my next book. So my friend Lisa and I went to someone's house. She was having a writing day. She asked me if I want to have a writing day. My only goal was to see what those note cards were. So I took my stack of note cards and I cleared off this huge farmhouse table and put them in and organized them. So you want, I needed to be able to touch them. This one, so you oh, didn't, you didn't this one's about family, you didn't, family. Yeah, no, I have no idea what these yeah. are. I haven't even read yeah. them. What's there? What's this about? And I had like 12 different categories. Do they all go together? They all went together and like 95% of it is ending up in my next book. It's unbelievable. Wow. Hmm. Like almost all of it it's gets like you, used. It's like you were writing a book, but you didn't know you were it's writing like it at the time. You're doing the work without having to commit or feel like drudgery, just let the work happen and see what it is. I think, Mm. and that's an important thing about the creative process too, because I feel like you did that, you had already written one book and you've been writing on a blog for 10 years. You sort of have learned to trust your own creative process of knowing that ideas that you see and things that you pay attention to and stuff that happens in your life, you're, you know, you're going to eventually connect the dots. You're just not quite sure how. So you can sort of like freely collect. Whereas I think someone who's just getting started might be that might feel like a waste of their time. Hmm. Because it's like, oh, why am I writing this down? But to begin to develop that muscle of trusting, right? Like if that if that sparks something in you, or it makes you tear up, or it kind of makes you think if you're thinking about it an hour later, and it's you need to write it down. You right. need to be writing it down. Yep. Don't worry about and just why. Trust that it will. Mm-hmm. There will be a reason why in mm-hmm. the future. I think yes. that's important. I think so too. So then you wrote you spread it out all out on the farmhouse table. So I wrote it all out, and I took paper clips with me, which were not big enough, and I <laughs> bought like twelve. Clipboards, full size now, people. Full size clipboards. The itty bitty even sound like the itty bitty one just size. goes like in my purse. But full size. I got a clipboard for every chapter. It wasn't like a chapter title. It was like what all these stack We're of about. cards are about. Right. You categorized. It ended them. up. I had two books in there. I didn't realize it at first. Oh but my god. I split them into wow. two books. Yeah. 
It was surprising, shocking. I didn't know what was there. So then I got done with my riding day in like an hour and a half. I'm like, I'm going to go float in the pool, Lisa. <laughs> because that was my only goal that day. Right. was like, I'm going to see what these know. What do I have? Wow. Let's see what I have. And dad, you know when I knew that I had something? We went on vacation, I don't know, like last July. And I kept thinking, I think I need to tell dad if the house burns down to grab that bag of <laughs> note cards that's at the back door. Mm. Like, it, I started worrying about my bag of note cards. That's when you know you're on to something. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> that must be really important. Right, when you know what you grab in a burning house, uh-huh. if it's that, yeah, you need to cards. pursue it a little bit more. <laughs> Maybe get it down on something that's, you know, like Right, digital. so right now, to, no, no, I never put them down. Save in, it in no, the cloud I never put them in digital until I wrote. You can't burn the cloud. <laughs> Cloud doesn't burn. <laughs> right. That's it right. doesn't matter. They were safe. They were now you guys have me worried. Oh my gosh. My whole second book is on clip notes in there, right? <laughs> or clipboards. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. There's something about that physical writing of all the ideas. Because see, you were done with your writing day in an hour and a half, but really you'd been working on that for six months. So right. if you had put all of the time you'd actually spent you would have been there way longer than Lisa. Right. And she would have been floating in the pool. But yes. you've been working on it so long that it came so quickly because you really had already done all the work. I had done all the work and I just got to organize it and then just do the next step. Part. Like, okay, my I wanna, next little step. I want to make sure I understand though. When you were doing the notes, mm-hmm. you weren't saying, okay, this is going to be a book. No. Or this is going to be some great idea or another idea. I, you just right. were you just were recording what you were thinking about. Yes. What came to mind as you listen to stuff, as you go through your day, just Absolutely. observations, thoughts, mm-hmm. impre- uh, insights that come to you. And so then when you got them all out, I mean, mm-hmm. you felt like there was something there. But I felt you, like, I know these are all related because all the things I'm learning in my life are kind of, that's how life is. And then when you got them all out and looked at it and you started spreading them out just to say, okay, put everything in categories just to see what you have. Right. And then you saw two books. Yeah. When you did that and you yeah. took an hour and a half to do that. Yeah. On a table. Yeah. After you had four inches. Yeah. A four inch stack of note cards. Yeah. And some things only had like three or four note cards. But I was like, oh, I have a lot more to say about that. I just never written it down. Hmm. Well, and, and every writer listening right now has maybe two, three, four different topics that always they always come back around to. Stuff they always want to write about. Stuff that they always pay attention to. Which is normal. Which is totally normal. But I think... We often do it backwards and we think like, oh, now it's time to write a book. And you are sort of working on a book before you've let all the ideas speak to you for a long enough time for one of them to weigh enough Mm. to merit becoming a long form work like a book. And I think after having like right now, like I'm thinking, okay, I probably have two or three right now things that are kind of really alive within me. Mm -hmm. Are any of them a book? I don't know. Maybe one of them is. So what do you what do you do then with the things that are alive in you to record them or keep track of them? Yeah, I usually I have like a, a word that defines each. Like for example, my first book, Grace for the Good Girl, was like the good, I, I just called it Good Girl. I called it the Good Girl Project. It wasn't even a book. It wasn't anything. It was a weekend thing that I hosted for girls at my church, but that had a name in my head, Good Girl. And so if I was listening to a sermon or if I was watching a show and like something hit me that felt like it connected with that topic or that idea, I would label it in my notebook where I kept all my notes, all my sermon notes. I would label it good girl or Gigi, if you really want to know. <laughs> so I'd label, and then eventually all those labels had to be compiled into one place, and I ended up compiling them for a weekend 
event for high school girls at my school at my church. And so that sort of all those GGs in my notebook, I sort of took them and then made them into an outline for this weekend. But then once I did the weekend, you know, sort of sort of builds on itself like that. So Million Little Ways was my book about creativity and life with Christ. Well, that was the art book for a long time. Hmm. I didn't, that's not the name of the book. But so anything art, I would the same thing. When I was taking notes, I would put like, a next to it or whatever, however I called it. And it wasn't like I was working on an art book. It was this idea keeps coming back around to the point that I can't ignore it. So I'm going to I'm gonna respect the way that I made and the message enough to give it a little bit more attention and to start keeping track. When it comes to a point where you're like, I have so much to say about this. I, what My version of what you do with the things is I'll take, I start with it eight by whatever it is, sheet of paper, eight by 10, eight by 11. What is it when it's paper? Eight by 10 is the photo, eight by 11. Right, eight and a half, by eight and a half there it is. Right. Okay, okay. Now, I'll take a piece of paper. Now this does not have lines. Okay, And good. I will, okay, good. So I'll just, I'll fold it. That sounds so crazy. No, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Okay. So I will fold it. It's like copy paper, print paper. Yeah, like you take it out of the printer, like sure. literally. Mm-hmm. You fold it in half, then in half, and half. So you end up having like one, two, three, four, five, maybe eight squares. And then like you had on your note cards, like I usually just take notes in my journal, like my bullet journal that I keep. If mm-hmm. I'm all the, so I'll look for all the signifiers in my journal where I've been writing notes for however long and I'll pull out the signifier I'll see what themes are emerging so I might write signifier like a little symbol like a my GG or okay. art book or AB or okay. whatever it is that it's I'm, a bullet journal thing yeah but it's like whatever however I am labeling my the ideas. Th- current ideas okay. yeah, yeah yeah and so when it seems like this one just keeps coming back around I can't ignore it then I will take that sheet of paper that I've folded but not drawn lines but you fold it so the lines are straight mm-hmm. but they're just invisible yeah kind that's of. such a good idea okay so and then you unfold it you, then you unfold it so it's a straight straight sheet of paper and then let's say I have maybe just two or three categories right now like family work home or whatever let's just use that I'll put those one two three in three of the squares and then I fold it back up and stick it in my journal Take it with me. Oh, that's so, so I'll smart. have it like in my journal or in my, so I'll use it. A, a beginning. I have a beginning mm-hmm. and I'll use it as my, um, my bookmark for a book I'm reading. And so if I'm car- hmm. in carpool, it's my book. So it's always with me. Hmm. And so once that fills up and then I start having like little sub categories or I'm using the back, that's when I go to note cards. And I do the same thing, okay. except I use lined note cards. <laughs> the right way. You. This is the way you're supposed to do <laughs> right, it. The way God intended. <laughs> you wouldn't have put lines on them if you didn't expect they to use them. They sell them, them without lines, people. Also, Blasphemy. it's the little ones, the three by fives, right? You don't use the actual five by sevens. Those are a joke. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. No. You use five by sevens? No, yes. I use four by six. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Four by six, exactly. Four by six. No, they're four She's by six. She's going to four check. By five by sevens are yes. really large. Five by seven is really large. She's that's, gonna get one out to show you. What is this? That's, that's a three by, by five. stinking this five. Has lines. This is wrong. That's this little is like itty bitty. That's like no in the, I can't even see it. It's so tiny. That's the point. Four by six. Use four, four by, by six. But listen, here's what I do. <laughs> I cut them in half. Oh, brother. Nobody Why would you do that? that? Because you can buy them smaller. Isn't that a three by whatever this is? No, that's too big. Okay, first, get your note cards. Second, get your cut them all in half. Six. Third, <laughs> you cut your four by six in half. Get cut a half. transplant. Okay. Then your main topics go on your half four by six cards. Wait and a minute. Okay, so let's slow down. Slow okay. down. okay, so what I had on my eight and a half by eleven sheet. Right. Now those are transferred gotcha. onto my four by six cards. But a whole four by six card? No, I cut a, it in half. <laughs> which, which way do you cut now it? Is Long a ways or four a by three card? <laughs> two 
by three. Oh, you cut it that way? Okay. No, I, yeah, I mean, if you cut it in half, gotcha. like... So it's a square. Like it's, a, it's a little it's square. It's a four almost, by three. Almost It's a almost a square, yeah. Okay. Right. Four by three. Sure. <laughs> so whatever was on my eight and a half by 11 goes on those cards. And those are my main top. This is just for organizing. I don't like do this every day. This is like a one-time right. thing yeah. sure. with the note cards. It's just so that I can get it off of this piece of paper that's now become too full. Right. Because and you I had... need to see, oh, there's an outline here. Right. So and it, I need to see what it is. It was full of a bunch of categories. Sure. More categories all... than you could put on the, the thing. Big sheet. Right. So now you've made a bunch of categories with little stacks of those cards or what? Well, what happens is on that sheet, they're all under the umbrella of my big idea. But some, but I'm not sure how they relate or if they relate. So then I put them on the note cards. And once I put them on the note cards, then I can see, okay, is, I don't, by the way, I don't yet know this is a book. Maybe right. this is, maybe this is yeah. a blog mm-hmm. series. Sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a podcast, which is what I recently discovered for myself. Like, I don't know what it is yet. I just know I've got to get these ideas together and see how they relate. And so then I will put in the headings, <laughs> I call those the mama cards and they're the bigger ones at the top. <laughs> and the mama cards have the main ideas on them. Like, let's say the different categories. Um, but then the individual, like you said, the quotes or the stories or an example or something really specific, those each have their own card too. And those have to be organized beneath the mama cards. Gotcha. And what I'll discover sometimes is, let's say I have 10 mama cards of categories, but only five of them have subcategories beneath them. Then I know those other five left over that I don't have as much to say about. Yeah. I might not use those. Right. Or I might, there might be something where they can be combined. And I couldn't see that until they were all laying out in front of me mm-hmm. on my <clears throat> table. Now, sometimes if... Sometimes I'll do that once and then I put the cards away and I never pull them out again. But sometimes they haven't spoken to me enough or I, there's too many holes. So I will tape them, my cards, up to a wall you in a, a room. Board. Yeah, sure. in a room that I'm not using. I actually did it on a, in my guest room. We, had a, we have a giant mirror and I put use the sticky stuff on the back of my cards and I put them up on this mirror. Is this one so session? So I can mani- manipulate them. So that you can see them in one session and do it? If I, or do they stay there? If I need them to stay there, I can't leave them on the table because we have to like have a life and eat dinner Mm -hmm. or like the animals will come and move them so they need to be sticky and sticky notes don't work because they lose their sticky too quickly and then they float down and then you're like where did this one go i don't even know so i get that putty stuff that our teachers use when we were second grade to like do boards that's so fun i've just okay so brian what are you is this like all new to you do you think this way (laughs) i'm i'm kind of looking for the exits just in case (laughs) Okay, go ahead. So then you can manipulate and, and move, move them around, around so smart. Yeah. on the yeah, oh yeah, thing, on the wall. Yeah. Um, it would, now, it would also equally work if you had a giant like whiteboard wall. You could sort of do and do it that oh, way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have that, so I do this. That's like how it. my entire wow. Simply Tuesday started out as a eight and a half by 11 sheet and a bookmark in my fiction I book like I was that, reading in the carpool line. Man, I'd and be taking it, pictures of that every day. And then the progression became a book. Pictures. In case you lose it. Right. Because it's all right there on one sheet. But that's really smart. Mm-hmm. And mama cards. Mama cards and baby cards. Baby cards are the little examples. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you think you're going to have all these mama ideas and like you're all skewed into one. You're like, oh, this is more focused than I thought. Right. And what I've discovered is like when I've done that, um, most recently I did that and I all my ideas did not necessarily, they fit loosely under a main category, but they weren't like all supporting that top category. And I realized like, oh, this is not, this isn't a book. This is something, this is an ongoing conversation I want to have that might want to grow and change. And that's where, I mean, the next right thing, the podcast I just started this past summer, that's how that came as I thought it was going to be a book, but it wasn't 
it wasn't revealing itself to me like a book. It was wanting to be spoken. It was a conversation I wanted to keep having. It was, it's a weird thing, but you, but if I thought it was going to be a book, I think I'd be really miserable because I'd be forcing something to become a medium that it wasn't meant to be at this time. And you allowed it to take up whatever time it needed to tell you, I feel like. Right. I I think there is a fear with writers that like every great idea you have has to be a book or else like maybe Mm. it's not counting or it's a waste. And you have to do something now about it too. Right. And I I think that is... But you didn't think that you had to do something now and it didn't have to be a book. I wanted to wait and listen. But there is a fear though. I think there's... When you're a writer and you feel like that's what you're called to do, which I do you think you have to save every great idea for a book. And I just don't think that's true. And in fact, I think it could be hurtful, harmful. Well, I think you did the right thing because you still captured the idea. Sure. You just didn't act on it. You waited to act on it until you knew, but you still did all the hard work of making sure you nailed it down, caught it by the tail. Right. Hmm. I love that both of you have, have a system. Yeah, and no that's kidding. the bottom line. Right. So, so <laughs> listeners right it now, it's, it's unique. Crazy. To, it is. It's yeah. unique to each of you. It, I mean, it's slightly, it's a little crazy, but it's also it oh, works for crazy. you. But it works, right? It works exactly. for you. That's, that's the only point. <laughs> I love that. So, I, th- I think that's the challenge. Is like trying to figure out your system and not have to do somebody else's system because it doesn't work for you. Like you guys, and and another thing about it is you sort of let those ideas sort of rise to the top, and you mm-hmm. give them time to sort of. There's some sort of cooking analogy, I'm sure, but like they like crock pot, right? Okay, like a crock pot. Like it takes a while to simmer, to really simmer, marinate. Yeah, and that's great. And and I think that is true. So many of us feel like an urgency. Like we've got to get our message out. It's got to be a book. We want to capture every idea, or something bad will happen. So that I think that's really encouraging for a lot of people is to hear that. I hope so. You take time. Well, and here's the thing. There is an instinct that you have to develop as a writer, an artist, any type of creative work that you do, or really any type of work that you do, where I think there is space where we have to wait and listen. And then there comes this like window of time that things flip and you have to chase it down, ready or not. It's almost like you have to learn your own self and like it's like this invisible listening and instinct to where you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're listening, you're being patient, you're letting roots sink down into the soil and take root but then and it's usually before you think you're ready okay now it's time to go you got to chase it you got to go and it's like you can't tell someone else when it's time you can't say like oh yes you your book is ready you need to go you just have to learn to sort of listen as you as you walk with god as you listen to your own life and then you just sort of realize like oh i can't this is but it's almost like a gremlin on your shoulder where it's like, it gets to be so annoying that you just have to go ready or not. And that's something that's sort of like, you have to figure out. And that's like the worst advice ever is that like, you, <laughs> I can't help you, you have to figure this out. But it's, I think it helps people to know because it's like, oh, well, sh- should I be waiting and listening or should I be going? And the, the answer is yes. <laughs> and it just depends on you and sort of your stage. And I, th- I think though, when you really get down to it, I think you'll know. I think we all kind of just know when it's time. Wow. The system that you both followed, neither one of you copied somebody necessarily or tried to figure out what someone else did or had to do homework to research. What systems do people do when they're going to uh, get ideas for a book? You didn't do that. You just figured out something that worked for you, right? I mean, because neither one of you, your sisters, but did neither one of you really knew that the other did the things that you just described. No. Is that right? No. Until I saw her write a post and use the word mama cards and baby cards. <laughs> yeah. 
So you hadn't even, you just figured it out for yourself on how to do it. Another thing is you both did this and followed the system that worked for you while you were moms and wives and had families and were busy. You didn't have to, I mean, you needed some separate times to do things, obviously, but in terms of letting your work speak to you and grow in your heart, that was like an ongoing thing among the day of all your regular mama and wifely responsibilities and all, right? The pace of it might be dictated somewhat by time and all that, but the process is not limited by, oh, one day when I'm not a mom, I can do that and follow that system, or one day when I have less responsibilities. Because you had your thing in your purse and just took it as you went, and when a certain time comes, like Emily's talking about, about when that thing wants to be born, then you take some time to figure out what you have. Right. That's my favorite part of writing a book. Me too. Is the idea and that transition time. I think you talked about it so well because that's exciting. When you recognize Art. it's time to when, move uh-huh, on You're it. like, ooh, got to get going. Right. Oh my gosh. Because it's, there's nothing like the motivation. Like It's almost like the risk of doing it outweighs the fear of doing it or the risk of the fear of not doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I would rather risk tipped. whatever is going to happen than not do it at all Mm -hmm. in the skill tips Mm -hmm. and you just kind of know it but and the thing is dad what you were talking about it's like you I mean as hope writers what we talk about is we want to write meaningful words without sacrificing our meaningful life and part of that is developing a lifestyle of a writer and a writer is someone who pays attention and you might have five years of your life where all you're doing is paying attention and taking notes and eventually you trust that this is going to lead somewhere not to say it's going to be a published book but it might be, but it's going to lead somewhere where you are going to be taking what you've learned and then it's going to become something that wasn't there before. And I think that's the beauty of being a hope writer is, is, I mean, that in and of itself, the hope for you as a writer is that if nothing else, you are becoming someone who is growing and is learning and is paying attention, is integrating those things that we see into hope for someone else. That's an exciting process. I think so. When you really don't know how it's going to turn out or what you're going to see or exactly what it is. I mean, that doesn't have to be stress. That can be an adventure. Brian? Yeah, mine's totally different. What is it? <laughs> so completely it? different. Yeah, but people are different. <laughs> yeah, so it's all digital. I, I like to write things down, but then I'll take a picture in Evernote, yeah. and then it's safe forever, and it's actually searchable, too. Mm-hmm. Um I think I'm more of a hoarder when it comes to ideas. Like, I want to collect them all, oh, that's and funny. then I just see, like, whoa, I've got drawers and cabinets and closets full of ideas. Okay, but those aren't did those aren't digital. Are those digital too? Um my Evernote is overwhelming. Okay. Yeah. There's okay. so much in Do there. You categorize them at all or cluster them in some way. You know, I think this is where my my Enneagram three really comes out, which is my filter is like will it sell? Like is there a need for the audience to to buy the thing? And I've just found like my place is in helping other people get their message out. But, but yeah, I've got, you know, there's always like three or four different kind of book ideas. I do the hashtag kind of system, mm-hmm. you know, like I've been processing one called um, like the art of loving people. Like that's this a book idea I have. It's very fresh and it's, it's usually going into like, where do I feel like as, as a Christian, where do I feel like the Lord is leading me and teaching me things? And so it's like, let me just kind of tag that and go, that's, that's something I need to think about. But what happens is I'll hit against the marketing part of me that goes, that's a stupid book idea. Like it's not going to be the next best business seller. And so that I think as a four wing, it gets tricky. Cause I'm like, 
but it could be so authentic. He's talking Enneagram. You know? Right. And so I struggle with that. Are you going to (laughs) not? I know. Hold on. I know. Challenge me, please. So, but maybe it won't be a best. Maybe it's not a book, though. Yeah. Maybe there's something else that you need to develop. That's right. That you don't know what it's going to be yet. But you need, but, but we need you to do the work to chase it. Right? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's just like in writing. You don't want to edit too, start right. editing You're too early. Too well, early. Right. Oh, the marketing it's hat. The same, right. It's the same in collect, collecting ideas. Yes. You don't want to edit too early on what you're going to collect. Yes. I think you don't really know where where it's going. Yeah, I, I think I'm a little bit weird because because I have found a, a place of of expressing my art as a producer. Sure. And so, if you think about a music analogy, I'm a pretty good songwriter, not a great singer, but I'm what I'm really good at is like going to an open mic and going, "That person's gonna make it." Everybody was laughing that person off stage, <laughs> but I go, "Whoa!" There's a seed of an idea that that person has that if we just shift it a little bit, we can present it in a way that people go, "This is brilliant." And I've found that that's kind of my secret sauce. That's the one thing I'm really good at. And so, yeah, I've got my own songs and I've got my own voice, but you know what? I'm okay being. That's going to be something later, and maybe the later will eventually come. But so, so what I do right now is I'm just in a collecting phase. I just collect, and so I'll, I'll I did this yesterday. I had three emails I needed to write for a course launch. I had a, a email contract I had to respond to, and and so I took a walk around the block. I, I wrote up the emails in Evernote, so I just transcribed them to Evernote. I worked on the the contract draft on Evernote, and then the last part of Evernote was all the art of loving people. And I was like, that was so weird. Like I got back to the house and it was like all these verses and these situations with friends and these ideas. While you were thinking about the other stuff. Yeah. And so it's like, I had to get the business clutter out of the way first and that's what pays the bills. But the heart stuff will pop its way. It'll, it'll pop its head out. Mm -hmm. If I leave the space for the draft, like I love the drafting part. So it's like you have to, so I think the lesson for, for me and for others listening is you've got to at least uh, create the space, like you say, space for your soul to breathe. Like for me, it's, I need to take a big, long walk. And so I try to get as far away from the house as possible because I have to write on the way back. Mm-hmm. You know, every step away from the house is, to, is another step I have to take back. So it gives me time. Mm. And it's only once I get through the noise of the day that the real deep soul stuff kind of starts to come out. When you say the writing and the Evernote, are you talking about talking? Yeah, just talk it out and it just transcribes it. Gotcha. So yeah. you, instead of writing something down, you're talking That's as right. you walk. Yeah, because I'm an auditory processor. Okay. Yeah, so I have to talk it out. I'm not great at, I could never manuscript by yeah. typing or by mm-hmm. writing it by a hand. A million ways it's to exa- do it. My brain goes so fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My brain goes too fast to, to type it or mm-hmm. to write it out by hand. It's mm-hmm. exhausting. But so, talking it out, I can talk as fast as I want. Will you actually say like hashtag people or hash, like so how when do you? When you're talking. Yeah. Uh, for the transcription no i don't i probably should i just start talking and then what i have is i have just these random and the way evernote tags it it's it's uh what was on your calendar and then geolocation like where you were and so it'll literally say like the name like a lot of times it's on trips so i'm driving to a conference i love i'd prefer to drive rather than fly because i have all the time in the car so usually I go to Nashville three or four times a year. So from Charlotte to Nashville is six and a half hours. So I will literally draft for six and a half hours. I don't listen to anything. I just talk. 
And I've got you talk for six and a half hours. I have probably books. I have books and books and no, books. Kidding, I've got no email kidding. campaigns. I've got business ideas. You talk so into Evernote. To things. The Evernote, app. Evernote. You open the Evernote okay. app and you hit the microphone. I know he's okay. from another planet. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Okay. And then, <laughs> but then the problem is I don't have my I don't have my producer. I'm a producer for right. others. You yeah. need <laughs> I need somebody right. to go into my beautiful mind craziness. Yes. yes. <laughs> And go, well, you wrote on Your mirrors. Beautiful mic, right. But there's a manuscript here somewhere. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold, hold on. <laughs> Can you give us like a quick run, like a quick like example of what that sounds like? Like I need an example. Yeah. Like so if we're in the car with you. Pretend but like you're going to Are you going to make him play one? Uh, well, oh, they don't. They can't, don't save the audio, though. though. I know. I used to do the voice memo, and then I realized it's too overwhelming to even listen to. Yeah. And and honestly, some of it's a little embarrassing. You know, right, uh, right, right. John Mark McMillan, a Christian uh, singer, he talks about you have to have the um, the draft of the song called "You Close the Door" and you write the closed door draft. Sure. And he said he writes worship music. He said that's the that's the version where I curse in writing it <laughs> because sometimes <laughs> we have to call it to God and we have to be like, "What the is going on?" It's the crappy draft. The, yeah. In writing, and it's he closes it. He literally closes the door at his house, and mm-hmm. he's like, I don't want my wife and kids hearing mm-hmm. me swear at God. But then he has to open the door to... So the Evernote is like, if I get hit by a bus, mm-hmm. that'll be the most <laughs> embarrassing part. It's like, what is going Wait, on? You know what? That's what, what was that's Ryan what talking Anne, about. We all have that. And Lamont that. said that. I'm afraid that she's going to die, hit by a bus and people are going to read her rough drafts. And think I thought that was good. Yeah. Think that you thought... <laughs> Yeah. Like yeah. you just need to put it like a disclaimer to everyone. Well, well that's I what know. this podcast is for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why we've gathered you here today. So Evernote will transcribe what you say yeah, accurately. T- no, not accurately. So my team that if they're listening, they would be laughing right now because I will do that with email drafts. It's like my job for the day is write three launches three emails for a launch campaign. And I'm great at the big strategy idea part. I'm not great at the editing part. I'm not a copy editor. And so what I'll do is I'll write the email campaign. I'll share the Evernote draft with them. I'll be like, good luck, guys. And every once in a while, there's like a random curse word, not because I curse, but because that's what that's Evernote what heard. heard. Yeah. <laughs> right. the, the, I mean, I've got so many funny ones. One of them is like, I, I'll say the word optimization. And so it'll always say optimize Asian, which is just really <laughs> yeah, right. just okay. terrible. Weird words like right. that. So right, but you'll write it as if that as if that is the email, not yeah. like okay, make sure you write an email about this. But it's like no, I'll go for welcome, it. Welcome everyone, da 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 da, like yeah. that. Type you'll of say thing. it that way. Yeah, I can't drive with other people. But isn't it weird? You're saying writing, but you're not writing. You're talking. <laughs> right. I am but talking. It's gonna, but it's going to be written. He's a talker. Who yeah. It then becomes right. It's words. like basically advice for my former self. Like I always try to kind of think about like, whoa, if I could have done that again, it's very reflective. You know, and I think that's where I learn by verbally processing. Oh, especially like just just totally candidly, I think we write out of our pain and we write out of like where we hurt, right? And and where we mess things up. And so for me, it's I write. I have to talk it out loud and go, "Well, this was." You know, let me talk about this. Is what it would sound like, right? Like, okay. Okay, so I'm on my way to Nashville and, you know, I'm just really struggling with this conversation I had with somebody. Like, this is what it actually sounds like, you know? Right, right. And so I've really been thinking about, like, maybe there's something I could have done differently. So one tip when you're dealing with a difficult business situation is, and then I'll try to give advice to, like, my former self, you know? And I'll kind of talk it through and I'll give some analogies and some examples. And before you know it, it's like it found the little trail and then all of a sudden it starts to make sense. Mm-hmm. But you have to push through the weirdness. Yeah. It's like tuning the guitar. Sure. You, like, you have to kind of tune it up before it makes sense. And then I'll go, th- meh, I don't do it all the time, but I'll go through it and I'll go, 
Oh, interesting. Okay. There's some gold in there, but there's just a lot of dirt. <laughs> right. Just a lot of dirt. Like any first draft. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. That's my wow. weird, weird process. That's See, awesome. See, your process is weird, too. It's so yep. weird. I didn't it's, mean to throw you guys under the bus, because mine is super no. weird. Welcome to the bus. Everybody's yeah. different. Yeah, and that's that'll the way really it help to, people. Yeah, awesome. I know. It is, because people who might have struggle with yeah. writing, and they don't know they why, maybe they need it. to talk it. And then I what I do, so just to finish it, because I, I mean, I have written two books, and I've got a couple other ideas. What I'll do is I'll like just print them out. And yep. I'll just I'll print out all the randomness and I'll just start highlighting stuff that actually makes yep. some logical sense. Yep, I do that. And too. then I go into some of the note cardy stuff that you guys were talking about. But I've just got to get I usually have probably four to six times too many words. Hmm. And then I'll and I'll kind of pull them together. I'll go like, I said that twice. That might be important and kind of bring it all together from huh. there. It really does become about what not to say. Yeah, that's what you realize is once you gather all your stuff, you're like, oh, okay, I have way too much. And the art is in knowing what to eliminate. Right. So there you go. So good. Dad, real quick, I want to hear what, how you'd collect your ideas. Four by six yeah. note yeah. cards, Google and uh, Scrivener. Four by six note cards will be notes or just words or an idea. But when I go into a document, I usually will keep going back to that and writing it. And the book, uh, the book came... I realized uh, you guys told me to write about family roughly 2012 and then I talked with Andrea probably 2014 editor Andrea editor Andrea and so you uh, so I started writing about family and those ended up being uh, really you know articles or blog posts that I wrote for myself and I would think those through and sometimes I'd redo them or whatever so I ended up with an outline that came from that just because my I, th I did a series so I would do a series okay, that always right. that really helps me is doing a series on something and so I do a series and then I end up with an outline and then when I start when I started writing and started writing this book and knew I was going to do that I didn't know how much I had I just knew I'd thought about stuff but there was a lot of stuff that when I would start writing I would go you've already said this and I think you've said it better go back and find what you said and see and stuff I had already thought of and written down and had really thought through and thought of how to word it and had actually worded it pretty decently. It was like I was rehearsing a book by writing articles piece by piece by piece right. and thinking at the same time how it all fit together. There you it's go. It's good. It's good. Crazy, isn't it? There are so many ways, so many systems you can follow to record your ideas and then organize them. You want your own system that works for you. We hope this helped. And just for listening to the podcast, we'd love to give you a thank you gift. Four proven tips to instantly improve your writing. It's a free four-part video series. Just visit hopewriters.com slash podcast to get your free writing tips. Four simple but effective ideas that'll make you a better writer. It's for you just for listening. Go to hopewriters.com slash podcast. That's hopewriters.com slash podcast, okay? In the next episode of the Hope Writer Podcast, we think of being a writer and the act of writing as like a one-person show, right? But as you grow, the work you do and the demands on you can start to get overwhelming. And you need help. You need an assistant, a team. Even if you're not there now, you need to be ready. So how do you get a team of helpers, an assistant? How do you know when you need them? What do you look for? How do you hire them? And what does it cost? That's the next episode of the Hope Writer Podcast. And some final words of hope from Albert Einstein. Out of clutter, find simplicity. From discord, find harmony. In the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.